All right, welcome back. This is another episode of The Daily Doug. This is week seven, not week six. I had some things going on last week, but I am back at it. I went through my natural process here, and I figured out this week's slate. I will bring you my quarterback stuff, my running back, wide receivers, and tight ends. I really don't go over defense, but we'll go over this week's slate, um, and then we'll just break it all down and do a couple of DK builds and I'll give you my best bets moving forward. So stay tuned. Here's another episode of the daily Doug. All right, let's give you a little bit of a rundown on what happened last week. And I will recap week six here. And if you didn't have Raheem Oster, you were fucked. All right. He would bury you. But he was a pretty much an automatic play. Everybody pretty much had him, and you were stupid if you didn't. You were dumb if you did not have him. Cooper Cup, man, another guy that you needed last week in your lineup. I happen to have them both. Happier and shit about that. I got to 140. That's all you need. You need to get, well, I had 144. So that's good stuff. That is good stuff. Um, I cashed, and I went about 70% in my cash lineups. That's always good on the plus side there. And that's pretty much week six in a nutshell. Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert. If you had any of them, or all of them, and then you had Pitts in there at tight end, again, still doing his thing, somehow making it happen. Ritter went off. So, yeah, that's pretty much what happened in week six. And in my league, congratulates to Gilfred on his weekly win. 172.8 points was good enough to take the cake this week. All right. That was good enough. 172.8. That is our second lowest score. That's one a week. But all the scores this week were just low. There's a ton of people in that 140 range. There's a ton of people in the, like, they weren't, you didn't have many bad, bad people like in the 70s and 60s and 90s this week. It was all about, like 120 to 140, everybody fell. Then he had a couple guys bust out at that 159 to 160 range, and then the 172 takes the kick. So congrats to Gilfred on your weekly win. You can enjoy that. Your entry fees paid for. That's great. On average, this this week, our league averaged 133.30 points. That's our third highest average of the year. So like I said, the scores weren't extremely high, but our average is right down, right where it needs to be. That's good. I mean, there's 63 people in this league. And if you can average 133 as a whole entire league, that's pretty good. That means people are running their fucking optimizers and getting whatever else they need to compete. Um, the common folk that don't have this stuff that are just picking guys with doing minimum research, there's probably a reason why you're at the bottom of this league. And if you are doing all this research and you're at the bottom of the league, uh, find a new source. That would be a great suggestion. Um, Kevin D. Williams, 88, still the leader of this league, and he's still with 211 points, uh, holds our single-season high score. He's taken the lead. He has the league lead at 950. He has 959 points. Um, in second place is Dang Ad, 50. He has 942 points. Dropping down to 10th place, myself, Yes, I'm in the hunt. I am in the playoffs. I have 860 points. So damn near 100 points less than the leader, but I'm in the playoffs. 
I'm averaging 146 points on the year. I always say 140 is good. I'm cashing. I'm making money. Hopefully you guys are too and entering in my lineups. I really haven't fucking failed. All right. I, I think maybe one week where I didn't hit the cash line. Um, I'd have to go back and kind of redo that here. I don't really have that up with me at this very second. We had a couple big movers, not many, not much movement. Um, Lardinois is 24. He moved up 16 spots. The Starkey moved up 12 spots and Medkey M moved up 11 spots. Our biggest mover on the negative side of things was JJ Hooper. He went down 13 spots. So like I said, 99.7 points separates first to 10th place. If you were to take that same difference and project it downwards, you would end up all the way at 45th place. So between first and 10th place, there's a 99 points. Between 10th place and 45th place, it's 99 points. So, man, we'll see how it goes. Um, the pressure, it always builds as this season goes. The guys that are in front, they're you go from thinking about uh just make the playoffs to oh man i can get these top two and get the buy into the final week of the playoffs that secures me a good chunk of change automatic fifth place um so then they start pressing a little bit maybe being a little too conservative and that's when people like me make the move throw in a instead of a cash lineup one week i throw in a tournament lineup and it hits um the guys that are at the bottom of this league figure it out a little bit you can continue to try to bust tournament lineups in there and that's always good okay if you're down there you're like ah there's no way i can come back there's still a ton of time by the way we this league goes right up to week 18 and the playoffs are week 17 and 18 so there's still 10 more weeks to get your shit together a lot of season left if you are down this far already you still have more than half the time it took you to get down that far to make it back up to the top so long season long season throwing a couple tournament lineups maybe they pop maybe they don't but uh that is your choice and i'm just going to continue rolling with my cash lineups at the moment in a little bit here i'll go over all my quarterbacks and my running backs and give you the week seven pool which is like i said it's awful go apple picking go to a pumpkin patch play with your kids rack up those dad bonus points and go from there so that's pretty much that all right at quarterback this week we have a mess we have a ton of backup quarterbacks playing we have some bad matchups we have a bunch of low point totals and that's pretty much that so in terms of games this week and there's only three games on the main slate with the over under of 45 and higher Everything else is below that, and we have some that are really low, like in the mid-30s. So this is a week where you want to go apple picking, if you want to go to a pumpkin patch, if you want to do anything on Sunday, just go do it. Get those points with the wife, and yeah, push on, right? If you want to get this thing done quick, you just go Geno Smith, stack them with DK and then go from there. That is the quickest thing to do and probably the safest thing to do. All right. So my league is a full league slate. We have Thursday through Monday games and then 
the main slate people, you don't have the number one game of the week, which is Philly and Miami. So you don't get to pick from that. You didn't get to pick from Kamara and him him doing his thing last night. You didn't have any of those options. But we do in our league, so that's why I go over this stuff. So if you are like, well, they aren't on the main slate or something like that, well, of course. I'm going to hit them up here because they're part of my league, and that's what all fucking matters anyway. So here we go. Quarterbacks, Pat Mahomes, 8.3K versus the Chargers. You have to remember this. He has never scored over 16 fantasy points at home versus the Chargers before. All right, Chargers have always had his number. Um, kind of a risky play. I say pay up for quarterback this week. I believe pay up at all costs for quarterback this week. You don't want to get into the badgents and um, at the 4.9K. You don't want to get into Ritter at 5.2K, even though he's been good. He has back-to-back 300 weeks. Um, I don't know. I'm saying pay up. Josh Allen, 8.2K. He's dealing with a shoulder injury, so you might want to monitor that, especially if you want Diggs in your lineup, who's been very consistent. The other guy I really like this week is Jalen Hurts, 8.1K versus Miami. I love the total of the game. I love the game environment. He's been over 20 fantasy points all but since week one, and he gets rushing TDs in all the weeks, but two of them. So he's getting it done on the ground, that tush push. He's getting it done through the air. Jalen Hurts is a great pick. Save $200 off Mahomes. Jalen Hurts, 8.1K. I really like it. Like I said, Geno Smith. um, They have a high team implied total, 26. Yeah, 26.25 is their team implied total. So you have plenty there. He's a great cash play. He's a $2,000 savings, $2,100 savings over Jalen Hurts. Um... He's been throwing for a ton of yards, but he hasn't been getting that touchdown. They've just been giving it to Kenneth Walker. So if you do want a part of that 26-point team total, Kenneth Walker is in the mix this week. I look for him to pounce over Arizona. I look for him to get a touchdown here. And, you know, right around, he's projecting right around 22 points with a ceiling of right around 25. Jalen Hurts has a higher ceiling. He's projecting around 24 fantasy points so you can weigh those out price difference and how you want to build your lineup lamar jackson 7.6k he's a great tournament play versus detroit everybody's afraid of this detroit's defense lamar jackson will be lamar he has zay flowers you can stack him with him you can stack him with mark andrews um yeah he's a great tournament play i like lamar jackson at 7.6k in tournaments and then there is the shepherd university Tyson Bajent, Bajent, I think it's called, uh, 4.9K. And when you, if you were to go to this clone, you're looking at 12 fantasy points. If he could get you 12, that's good. Much like the Gardner Minshew play a couple weeks back, you're just hoping for 12 to 15 points and call it good. Um, the running backs in Bears country are all banged up, so maybe they have to throw it. But I I just don't trust that play at that 4.9K. And I already mentioned Desmond Ritter. So that's my quarterback pool, I guess. There isn't a whole lot there. I do like Jalen Hurts. um, And I will probably have him in my builds this week. Geno Smith in all my cash plays. And Lamar in most of my tournaments. So that's how I'm building. That's what I'm looking at. Um, Yeah, and let's go on to the running backs right away here turn the page 
Kenneth Walker, 7K. He is the guy this week. Jam him in there. He's getting 17-plus carries, um, very consistent volume, and a ton of carries in the red zone inside the 20, inside the 10. He's getting it done. He has been over 100 yards this year, but he does have six touchdowns. So like I said, those red zone carries are turning into touchdowns, taking away from Geno Smith's ceiling. But, hey, if they trust Kenneth Walker to do it, then they'll just give it to him, and that'll go from there. Zach Evans, 4K, Stoneman for a running back. He is going to be jammed in there. He's going to be overplayed. And they already signed Miles Gaskin and elevated Royce Freeman from the practice squad. This could be a committee. The good thing with the Rams is once they designate a lead back, which they have designated Evans as the lead back, they've been giving it to him around 70% of the time. So even when they had Akers, they were still giving it to him when he was the lead back 70% of the time. Um, Karen Williams, obviously the outlier there, they've been giving it to him ridiculously amounts of times. So Zach Evans, kind of a risky play, especially since they signed those other two guys, which they had to do. But I don't know. It depends what number you want to walk, you know, lock in on 70% for lead back stuff that they've been doing over the years or... I don't know, the stone men might get you there. I don't know. I don't know. It depends what you want to do. I'll leave that one up to you. He was in my lineup. I have since taken him out. Rashawn Johnson at 4.6K. He's still a concussion protocol. I don't know if he clears. Uh, we'll have to see what happens today. And if he's available, that's huge. And if he that is, in fact, if he is available, I will put him in my lineup. Um, if he's not You have Deontay Foreman at 4.8K. He had 15 carries, 65 yards last week. Yeah, very ho-hum. I'm not too keen on that either. Uh, Like I said, you got to decipher which guys down here are going to really save you money. Like Chiba Hubbard last week saved a ton of people money. You could play him again if you freaking want. Um, I don't even know if they even have a game this week. But, yeah, either way, Deontay Foreman, 4.8K. He's there. A guy I really do like is Isaiah Pacheco. You get a piece of that. The KC has the highest team implied total of the week. Going with Mahomes, though, it's risky. You don't know who he's going to throw it to. You don't know what he's really doing. Pacheco's been that consistent rock, the clear lead back. 16 attempts last week for 62 yards. Six receptions for 36 yards. He had six targets. So the volume is there. The price for him is great at 6.1. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco could be in your lineup this week. I had Elvin Kamara. Like this is a, a day late. I'm busy. Um, Kamara, six point nine k. Could have had him, and it's just because of his targets and receptions. He's had a fourteen target game. He's had a eight target game. He's had a thirteen reception game, seven reception game. Um, he was definitely in the mix this week. Six point nine. Those seven k running backs are are always difficult. Like they either have to go off. Because it's tough to get your value out of that 7K running back. You can find a little bit more value if you uh, sift lower through the lineups. Raheem Mostert, though, 7.6K. This dude has just been getting it done all year long. He's in a good matchup versus Philly. I don't know, 17 for 115, two touchdowns last week. Yeah, he makes the most out of his opportunities when he gets them with a chain out. Um, He will be the lead back once again this week so yeah 
those are the running backs. Those are my quarterbacks. Hope you like that. And let me take a quick break here and get to my wide receivers and tight ends. All right, at wide receiver, we have always said, play Tyreek Hill and everybody else. And in my league health, I recommend that. Just play Tyreek Hill and figure out everybody else. Um, Yeah, do that. Although he isn't on the main slate. And I'll give you a couple of guys that I guess to work around Tyreek not being on the main slate. I'll give you a couple of guys this week. Stefan Diggs, man, even though they're playing New England, 8.9K New England hasn't been showing much of anything. He had 16 targets last week, 10 receptions for 100 yards. He's been over 100 yards in all but one game. He has five touchdowns. Stephen Diggs has been the model of consistency over in Buffalo. Gabe Davis usually used to take away a lot of his stuff. Um, big play threat. And then they had that McKenzie for a while that was doing it. Uh, it is Diggs's team, and he has improved his route running. He is getting open, and that is Allen's boy. He keeps feeding him the rock, which is exactly what you want when in terms of fantasy. You want volume. Uh, 8.9K, that is a warranted price. Diggs has just been great. If you want to play a Diggs Allen stack this week, Depending on Allen's shoulder, for both of these guys, if Allen's shoulder is bad and Allen doesn't play, I don't think I'm playing Diggs. Uh, so there's that. But Allen Diggs, if they're both good to go, that's a good stack this week. A.J. Brown, 7.9K. This is my boy. Since complaining and opening his trap in week two, this dude has been fantastic. He got his point across. Seven receptions, 131 on nine targets last week. I love the game environment. It's the highest total on the board. They have the tie for the highest team total as well. Yeah, man, this dude, since that week two, he's been averaging eight receptions, 141 yards, and a half touchdown. Oh, my goodness. If you you got that value for Tyree Kill at 9.4K, you're happier than shit. If he just hits his average rate now at 7.9K, I mean, you are, that thing's double fire flames next to that, all right? That's what I'm going for. I like A.J. Brown this week. Cooper Cup, 9.5K versus Pittsburgh. Man, he can get it done. He is back. He is binding his targets. He's taking a lot away from Puka Nakua. Seven receptions, 148, and a touchdown last week. Man, I mean, I believe he is benefiting from Puka being so good on that other side of him. They're moving him around, putting him in the slot. He's getting a lot of the targets inside. Cooper Cup just gets it done. This guy is a route-running machine, and welcome back, man. The NFL is better when Cooper Cup is in there. And the Rams, it's funny because you can be like, I love Stafford, and I'm going to play him every week. (laughs) But he's got zero running ability. So in terms of fantasy, it isn't anything good. But if you were to take... Stafford stack him with Puka and Cooper or even like uh it was like Kyron Williams at the time and Cup man it's it's usually off the chains but Stafford doesn't get you that running stuff to really bust the slate so there he goes and Stafford that's why he's never like 7k he's always down there so that's my reasoning for that um Hollywood Brown 5.3k 11 targets, 
Only four of them were even catchable, and he caught them, okay? And you just keep chucking it his direction, but it's usually over his head or off the mark quite a ways. Uh, man, he is the clear. He's going to be jammed this week. He's very chalky, but his volume says so, and only at 5.3K on a good comeback from that any kind of, uh, what's his name? I can't think of it. Geno Smith stack. That's that's the name I'm looking for. He is the compliment coming back in that game. Uh, you could go with a Wilson who had more receptions last week than Hollywood Brown. But, I don't know, Hollywood Brown, those 11 targets, people, you can't ignore them. You just can't ignore the volume that he's getting his way. Christian Watson. See, the Packers have a pretty good team implied total. And I think people are just wondering, coming off a bye, they should be able to, I don't know, they should be able to do well and exploit this Denver defense, which really isn't much of a defense at all. That being said, Matt LaFleur coming off of a bye is trash. The teams usually come out flat, and they just lay an egg. That's normally what happens. I remember going to San Francisco a bunch of times off of a bye week and getting our ass kicked. I remember a couple other games. He's just not good off the bye. I don't know what he does, but we'll see. We'll see. I Christian Watson, he's a great play. He's a great play. 5.6K. He's definitely the guy that Jordan Love looks for. That being said, I wish he would look for Romeo Dobbs a lot more. I love the way Romeo Dobbs running his routes, catches the ball. And since Christian Watson's gone back, our offense really hasn't done a whole lot. I think they might be zeroing in on him. I know he extends the field, stretches it a little bit. But let's start looking for those underneath guys once he does stretch the field. So, yes, throw it to Romeo Dobbs. He's another good play this week, too, at 4.6K. Zay Flowers, love him in the Lamar stack. 5.7K, very reasonable price for him. 19 targets over his last two weeks here. Definitely the volume is there for that 5.7K. Love him in Lamar stacks. Uh, then you have McLaurin versus the Giants, 5.4K. He will get his volume as well. Sam Howell likes to chuck it. And the Giants, just like I said, they don't have they don't have very much defense. They are much like Denver in, in those regards. JSN at 3.9K, good value. He was actually used more than... Yeah, like he was targeted before last week. He was targeted, and 80% of his routes were within two yards of the line of scrimmage when he was targeted. He finally, finally got down the field a little bit, and they threw it to him, so that's good. And hopefully they can continue, and they figure stuff out during that bye week uh, two weeks ago to just get him more involved. 3.9K, that's a steal. And then you have Wandale Robinson, 3.8. Eight receptions, 62 yards on eight targets last week. His knee has given him an issue. You'll have to monitor that. But Wandel Robinson should be in your player pool uh, going forward. So those are my wide receivers. And then at tight end, I have five of them here I want to talk about just because, well, why not? Mark Andrews, 5.7K. Lamar stack, you almost want to have him in there. If you want leverage over a Lamar stack, like a Lamar Flowers, go with like a Laporta on the comeback, but this year it hasn't been the year of the comeback players. So Mark Andrews, 5.7K. I like him. You can stack him, double stack with Lamar. Six targets, four receptions, 69 yards last week. 
I do like Mark Andrews, 5.7K. Kyle Pitts, 4K. Man, back-to-back games for him. Him and Ritter, both time. Back-to-back games. Might have found something. Here we go. Uh, Four receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown last week. Not like explosive numbers, but enough to warrant 4K for sure. Luke Musgrave, 3.3K. Tricky. He's coming off of his best, you know, week that he had versus the Raiders where he caught six on seven targets for 34 yards. Everything else that he does, though, out there is just bad. It's really bad. He doesn't block. He doesn't chip. He gets in the way of a bubble screen. He falls over all the time. I don't understand it, but he's only 3.3K. And they're like, I was talking to Marcus Eversall on 107.5, the fan, the other day. And he said, hey, you don't get fantasy points for blocking. And it's true. But man, does he, he just looks lost out there. But hey, if you're going to throw it to my boy seven times, put him in there at that 3.3K. Zach Ertz, 3.2. He's always just a consistent model of a tight end. <laughs> Maybe your comeback option and your Geno stacks. He's an option at 3.2. But the guy, the myth, the legend that everybody else is playing is Mike Mayer, 2.7K. Five receptions for 75 yards on six targets. And then he had two receptions for 39 yards on three targets the week before that. His usage is going up. Devontae Adams being on that side is opening up and clearing out the middle of the field for him. They're starting to find him. Okay, I don't know who's going to be their quarterback, which is always difficult in Vegas Nation. But... Is it going to be O'Connell? Is it going to be Hoyer? Either way, he's only 2.7K, and you could throw him out there, and if he gets five points, you're doing good. You're doing good. If he gets nine points, you three times, you know, one of those three times your value guys that you're looking for. So that's that. If you use all your salary, and everybody gets three times their salary, you have 150 points. That usually cashes in all all the weeks, except for maybe week two this week uh, or this year. But that's that. So that's my player pool. Those are the guys that you can add in and give me a little break here. I will come back on the other side with more DK builds. I'll put together two lineups, a tournament lineup and a cash lineup for you all to look, love, and admire. So there you have it. Stay tuned all right on to my dk builds for this week there's a bunch of them i have some good tournament lineups and i have a good cash play here and this lineup that i'm about to read to you um this lineup projects for 159 points And if you're telling me that you would take 159 points each week, uh, yes, pencil me in. Now, this is a quarterback that we really didn't talk about. I kind of like him this week, and I just do more and more research, and I try to, like, I don't know. I just look at things, and I hope hopefully it pans out, right? So this is projected for 159. Here's my lineup. Jordan Love. Josh Jacobs, Kenneth Walker, Christian Kirk, which played, 
Zay Flowers, Marquise Brown, Luke Musgrave, DeAndre Swift, 49ers defense. Uses up all your salary. You have a little bit of a team stack there. Projects for 159. All right, that is a big, big number. 159 projections. You already have Kirk who went off. So, you know, that's a good lineup if you're playing that full slate type stuff. Now, if you're playing something a little different, see, DeAndre Swift needs to be in your lineup this week. I don't even know if I went over that. But that dude in double stacks has been, he's been great. He's been used in the passing game. Um, He's been used in the running game. And if this is a shootout, which they're expecting it to be, Philly versus Miami, this could get out of hand where they will be passing him the ball. And that just is even better for anything like that. But I do like a lineup with Jalen Hurts, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Swift, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Smith, Brandon Powell, Michael Mayer, and Luke Musgrave. Double tight end. Ravens defense. Me and double tight ends. Well... Not a fan of these kind of lineups, but in this respect, if you can get Tyreek Hill, Jalen Hurts, and DeAndre Swift on your team at the same time, I don't see why you wouldn't do that, right? So there's that going for you. My lineup that I have submitted into my league at this moment is Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Walker, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Brown, Michael Wilson, Wandale Robinson, Michael Mayer, Amon Ross St. Brown, and the Chargers defense. This is subject to change a little bit. I can try to, in my flex, I have Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't know what I'm going to do with that yet. I don't know how I feel about that yet. That could that that would be the only change that I make. I love the fact that I have a double stack this week. And I love the fact I have a little piece of that Arizona versus uh, Seattle game, which could you know could go off. I like Kenneth Walker. I like Michael Wilson. But the problem is, if Hollywood Brown gets all those catches, you know it could bust my lineup. But I do have leverage over those Hollywood Brown people with Wilson. Once again, back to back weeks with this guy in my lineup. So we'll see how it goes. I have a couple punt positions, a couple punt plays, but that's all I'm looking for is nine, ten points out of them. And that'll make me happier than shit. So there you have it. There's my lineups. Um, hell, I can make another one here on the fly if you'd like. I like Sam Howell. Um, he is relatively cheap. You can look at him. Sam Howell, even Brock Purdy, if you want to look at him at quarterback. You could go like a Brock Purdy, uh, Kenneth Walker. You could have had Kamara in there. Brandon Ayuk, Olave, who... I don't know, he kind of flops, Say Flowers, Musgrave, and Swift. Everything's projecting, like, insanely well this week. Like, those those last two lines I gave you project for 152 and 151. So you have all this stuff that you can go, I mean, hell, enter them all in, play your cash games, get your 150, and collect your money. That's my suggestion. So there you have it. There's my DK builds for you this week. I threw a bunch of them at you. Um, yeah, I've been on the grind trying to uh, get back into the swing of things here. Now, as far as bets this week, 
there just isn't many good games out there. I I guess you could go with like I don't know. I looked at it a little bit here. I like the Rams minus three over the Steelers at home. I think that's just a no-brainer. That's the one that stood out to me first. Rams minus three at home versus Steelers. I like the Packers minus one and a half over the Broncos on the road too. Why not? You know, I got to ride with my pack a little bit here. Those are each one unit bets. But I'll just leave it at that. Packers minus one and a half. Rams minus three. Lock those in. Call them good for this week. All right, and that will wrap up this week's episode of The Daily Doug. I hope you all enjoyed it, and I hope that you all can cash right along with me this week. Line those pockets, everyone. Take care. Have a good week seven.